Hello and welcome to John Cook Ministries podcast. I'm John Cook. I'm a retired Baptist preacher with over 50 years in the ministry of teaching and preaching the King James Bible, God's Holy Word. The purpose of this podcast is to present the Word of God as being just as relevant today as it was in the day it was written. Today we are going to continue our study on just a thought on the book of Revelation, a verse-by-verse study to see what God has to say to us from His Word. Today's lesson is part three of our study on just a thought on Revelation chapter 7. We will deal with verses 13 through 17 in our lesson today. We're going to see the identity and the service of these that appear before the throne. We will see that they are Gentiles saved in the tribulation period and that they will serve the Lord in His eternal temple in heaven. We will also see how the Lord will provide for their needs forever. In Revelation chapter 7 and verse 13, the scripture says, And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? The question is addressed to John. And he answers that question in verse 14 by saying, I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. John did not recognize this multitude. They did not come out of the dispensation of the gospel of the grace of God, as committed to the apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 2. Listen to what this scripture says. If ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, one of the elders identifies for John and us this multitude, saying, These are they which came out of great tribulation, and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. These are not New Testament Christians, that is, not from the dispensation in which we are today, but are tribulation saints or tribulation martyrs. Notice that they washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. This is not the same washing that we have today. For the scripture says it is the Lord Jesus Christ that has washed us in his blood today. We see this in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5, where the scripture says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood. The Lord Jesus Christ is the one that has washed us and sanctified us according to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 11, where we read, And, and such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. As New Testament Christians, we have been redeemed according to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, 
But we were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, the scripture says. First John chapter 1 and verse 7 tells us, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. The scripture sets forth the fact that these tribulation saints have not received the same washing. For they, according to verse 14, washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. This is why we say these are not the same as those that come out of the New Testament church age. For the wording of the New Testament church age Christian says, Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Again, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5. While the wording here says these are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Now, the wording is not the same between Revelation 7.14 and Revelation 1.5. It's not the same. Therefore, the two are not the same. Their washing resulted from faith in the crucified, resurrected, returning king, and from rejection of the mark of the beast. Their washing was something they did by suffering unto death, enduring to the end, as Matthew chapter 10 and verse 22 says. My dad preached, when the tribulation hits, salvation will come through faith and works. That is, it goes back unto the Old Testament law. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and enduring to the end, according to the book of Matthew. This brings us to verse 15. It says, Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. So this verse, verse 15, shows that their service is in the eternal temple, not in the temple here on earth. No Gentile would be allowed to serve in the temple here on earth. That is the temple in Jerusalem. That temple will exist in the tribulation because it will be rebuilt at that time. So this eternal temple that we're talking about is in heaven. And these tribulation martyrs are standing in heaven and will serve the Lord in that temple in heaven forever. Verse 15 then goes on to tell us, And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. This is a blessed promise. They will no longer suffer tribulation, but rather will live in the Lord's presence for eternity. Revelation chapter 21, verses 3 and 4, speaks of this, where it says, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be my people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, 
neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. All that suffering is gone forever. That's going to be a great day. When this promise is fulfilled, it'll be a wonderful day. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 4, it says, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. And what a comfort it will be for these tribulation martyrs to live and serve in the presence of the Savior in that day, that eternal day. In verse 16 of chapter 7, the scripture says, They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. These are those that have refused the mark of the beast. They will have suffered hunger and thirst without doubt in the tribulation. They will suffer the heat of the wrath of the devil through the Antichrist. But now, in their eternal home, they shall no longer face these trials forever. Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 10 speaks of this wonderful comfort saying, They shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall the heat nor sun smite them. For he that hath mercy on them shall lead them, even by the springs of water shall he guide them. This is God's mercy, which will be shown unto these that have come out of great tribulation. We might add here that we also will receive the comfort of our Lord from the trials and tribulations that we face today, though our trials are small compared to theirs. For the Lord has promised us that he is preparing for us a mansion in his Father's house and will receive us to himself one day. To see this, look at John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. Jesus says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, ye may be also. Imagine what a joy this is going to be to see that mansion which the Lord has prepared for us. And yet, what greater joy will it be to see the one who loved me and gave himself for me, Galatians 2.20 says. The joy of living in the presence of the one that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5 says. To live in the new Jerusalem, this is for the saints or for the believers, born-again believers of this dispensation. This is the new Jerusalem which will be our home. And John sees the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Revelation 21 and verse 2 tells us. Now look at verse 17 in Revelation chapter 7. 
The scripture says, For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. These tribulation saints will feed at the Lord's table for eternity. Nevermore will they suffer hunger. Nevermore will they suffer thirst. For there they shall drink of the living fountains of waters. Nevermore shall they weep. For the Lord himself shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Just as Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 20 says concerning Israel, these tribulation saints shall also see, the Lord shall be thine everlasting light, and the days of thy mourning shall be ended. No more sorrow, no more crying, no more dying, no more suffering, no more sin. In that day, all these things that are true in our world will be passed away forever and ever, world without end. The wiping of tears, this wiping of tears that we read about here in chapter 7, is spoken of again in Revelation chapter 21 and verse 4. There it says, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Now the context of verse 4 that we've just read in chapter 21 is following the great white throne judgment, the great white throne judgment which we read of in chapter 20. Verses 11 to 15. Listen to what it says. I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. When this great white throne judgment takes place, we as believers will be behind the throne witnessing that judgment and perhaps even giving testimony concerning the lost that face God at that time. We will see our loved ones, friends, and family members who know not the Lord cast into the lake of fire. Do you think this might bring tears to our eyes, tears of regret for not trying harder to reach them with the gospel while we could, tears of sorrow at their lost condition, 
I can't be sure, but I believe there will come tears to my eyes in that day. There will be regret and sorrow for failure in my witnessing. But thank the Lord, he shall wipe away all tears from my eyes. Only the touch of the Savior could and will remove the tears for all eternity. Thank God for our great Savior. So this brings us then to the close of our study on just a thought on Revelation chapter 7. In this part of our study, we have seen that these are tribulation saints, that they were saved by faith and works, by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and enduring to the end. We have seen that the day is coming when all tears shall be wiped away from these tribulation saints' eyes and from ours. We have seen that we have a wonderful, glorious, eternal future, all because of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in closing, I want to make very plain that if me, you, or anyone goes about preaching salvation by faith and works today, such a preacher is a false preacher and guilty of preaching a false gospel. To us today, Paul says in Galatians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. So if you want to bring the curse of God on yourself, just go about taking that which is true in the tribulation and preach it today. Salvation today is by grace and grace alone. Please keep that in mind, and please don't confuse the two. Now, join us for our next study on Just a Thought on the book of Revelation, chapter 8. Till then, God bless. Hey, this is John Cook again. Thank you for listening to the John Cook Ministries podcast on Just a Thought on the book of Revelation. Now, before you go, if you live in the Riverside, California area, I want to give you a personal invitation to visit the Faith Baptist Church where our pastor, Nathan Cook, preaches the Word of God from the King James Bible. Before you hit that exit button, how about take some time and leave us a comment or maybe a prayer request or what question do you have that we might be able to answer for you? Let us know how we can help you. And don't forget to subscribe to the John Cook Ministries podcast and you will get the next lesson just as soon as it is released. Well, we'll say goodbye for now. God bless.